Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Nintendo welcome, Voice Chat for welcome. the week of January 15th, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to make intros short. Joining us once again, Brian Altano. You said my full name. I thought you were keeping them short. Yeah. I am keeping them short. And to my right, Pear Schneider. Pear, only four letters. So, the, why, so why are we in a rush? I'm so sorry, but there was so much Nintendo news to talk about that we are not talking about it all on one show. <laughs> There's just It's impossible. It would be too long. I have an hour to work with. So instead... Tune in next week for Wii games on Wii U. Most of the Wii U games, for the most part, I think we have one that's fit in here just because of Amiibo. Maybe two. Yep. And anything that we missed this week. So hang in there. First topic that's of the week. That's all the time we have, folks. And so that's it. it. Thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice uh, So let's start with the... How do we put this? New Nintendo 3DS XL was revealed. 
uh, followed by what can per- be perceived as a lot of tears. I mean, a lot of people were not very happy with this thing. At least the vocal audience that yeah. follows us and that talks to us seemed to be upset. So let's set this up. So you were awake Reggie, when the news broke. Like, yes, And yes. you saw the Twitter and IGN comment reaction. Yes. I only saw it later because I was driving. Well, so to be fair, some of this broke the day before Nintendo Direct right, because right. of leaked advertising from what can be presumed to be, I think, a GameStop employee. Yeah. And the poster said, new 3DS Excel and it's have you seen it and a date and yeah. it was February 13th which was accurate and it showed Majora's Mask a box shot of that and a box shot of Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate however <laughs> people started asking where's the poster for the smaller one where's well, the little one when Reggie comes out in the Nintendo Direct he says new Nintendo 3DS XL and he never says any other model yeah uh, and not even there wasn't even a the smaller model will come later there was no it was it just didn't exist that's about it there was a statement issued by nintendo talking about how they carefully consider products for each territory they went with 3ds excel because they thought it was the right fit for this one so we need to talk about this Uh, a couple of other things attached with that no ac adapter obviously we've been talking about new nintendo 3ds for a while you know all about the c stick the improved 3d if you listen to this program i don't have to tell you all these things but I guess the surprise was no AC adapter. Brian and I have been unboxing a lot of stuff lately, and every time an adapter is not in it, Brian goes, why? And I tell him, because overseas, that's been a thing. Well, finally, in North America, that's a thing. So there isn't an AC adapter included in the package. Nintendo cites the reason being to reduce costs. It is selling for $199, February 13th, and... There's another product type. In the, in the United States, I mean, if you buy a new Kindle uh, reader, right, like a, like a Paperwhite or something like that, there's usually not a plug in there. And that's because Does it that? uses a standard. Yeah, which the standard a, being a, like a mini USB, USB, USB to yeah. a micro USB, right? Got it. And so okay. they are assuming that you already have this because you have a computer and, you know, uh, or they think that you're upgrading from an older unit and so forth. And so, so it's different here, though, because you have a system with a proprietary Power yeah. adapter. This is true. And they've been using the same power adapter since DSi. Mm-hmm. So you do have options if you have prior devices. But for a lot of folks, the mentality becomes, well, I want to trade my old one in mm-hmm. afterwards. I'm not going to have the power regardless. Like You have to trade in the power adapter when you trade whenever in Whenever you right? trade in a product, I think either mm-hmm. you lose money or they don't take it. So yeah. for some folks, that's a reality. They don't want to do it because they're saying, I'm losing the power adapter. I'm going to have to buy that myself. That's an additional purchase of. I'm actually going to look that up. But anyway... Yeah, th- this happened. Yeah, I think the. I mean, to me, the big bummer is that there was an opportunity to actually move towards a USB system with a with a new generation of devices, and then you get to this point where you don't even need to include the plug anymore. It makes more sense to not have the power adapter and and kind of save a couple of do- dollars. So it is a weird move. I don't think it's the end of the world. Like a lot of us are upgrading, right? And mm-hmm. I think maybe as Nintendo is looking at their potential audience of early adopters for a system like this. They're thinking it's upgraders so, rather than first-time purchases. Yeah. So on Nintendo's website, this is the Nintendo Store, store.nintendo.com. Mm-hmm. If you browse through product, the adapter that works for 3DS, DSi XL, DSi, 2DS, 3DS XL, and new Nintendo mm-hmm. 3DS XL. Damn it. <laughs> sorry, that's a lot. Is $9.95 okay. from Nintendo directly. Like yep. Not buying it through Amazon or another vendor. I would assume GameStop is somewhere around the same price. So you're paying 10 extra bucks plus tax. Yep. It's not. Look, it's not the end of the world. I don't world. think it is either. It but is. It is a shrewd. It's a shrewd and weird move because you're talking about proprietary, um, a proprietary cable and yeah. adapter. That's what's weird yeah, about this. I agree. And you know, and like the the DS is already the DS family is already a little weird when you compare it to other consumer electronics that you can't. I can't just go to Europe and plug in my US um, uh, 3DS into an outlet there, even with a little converter, because the power the power adapter itself is different, too. You need to buy a new one. Whereas, like, your iPhone, you can just, you know, plop a different uh, thing on there, and it automatically switches currency. The 3DS doesn't do any of that. No, no, So no, no. you have to have a different ter- uh, different power adapter in every territory. It feels, it feels messy. It's something that they have to redo and fix once and for all. Um, in the meantime, I mean, 10 bucks is not that bad. Yeah, yeah, I, th- no, I think. I agree. I mean, it's it's just weird. Sure. Um, so then the heart of the matter becomes that we've been talking about new Nintendo 3DS since it was announced in August for Japan, and they had two models. And Brian has asked this question for a very long time mm-hmm. to me. And actually, a lot of people on Twitter have asked me, you know, should I get the smaller version with the faceplate, swappable faceplate, should I get the larger one? And Nintendo just sort of made that decision for everyone. and said, no, <laughs> XL is all you get. 
Um, you know me. I, I wanted the smaller one. So you uh, did. Because my most recent 3DS purchase was the uh, Zelda Special Edition Gold, you know, with a Triforce. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the 3DS, I, I like the added battery life. It's really nice for longer flights. I like the, um, I don't get as much fatigue. But it is it is big, and it's not something you can as easily carry around in your pocket. And, like, I also, also like the smaller screen better because it looks crisper. It's not like the 3DS is not a graphical powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. the added size of the screen does you know does blow up the graphics and it doesn't actually to me doesn't look better yeah um so i was really looking forward to the small one but more importantly i'm a huge super famicom fan i love the colored buttons it's just an aesthetic little thing and i love the idea of switching the 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 cover the faceplates are a cool approach brian i mean yeah so i i think like from the start, it was a bad idea to make one of these things aesthetically more sort of delightful Unique. Than, than the yeah. other. Uh, I think from the start, before we got into region specifics, before we started talking about charge cables, before we started talking about screwdrivers, which we probably will in the show today too. In a second, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it was a bad idea to sort of just limit this customization to only one side of the family. You know, it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. Because um, it, it's just, it made me sit there going, like, do I want to lose the larger screen real estate, which I got very comfortable with over the last few years? Or do I want to uh, customize, do I want to buy a bunch of cool different faceplates. And yet, again, every single time they launch one of these things, there's the colors that they give you, and then there's the colors that you know that are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get white. We didn't get white with the Famicom buttons. We didn't get the smaller version. So not only have we had to wait longer than anybody else in the world to finally get these in North America, when we did finally get the announcement, it was just like kind of marred with what or so, why or yeah. why? You know, so, like. Not, not to make excuses for them, but I, but I do think part of me does believe that this decision must have been made by a lot of metrics for, for the oh, U.S. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The XL model has to be outselling the smaller model. And if anything, you have noticed over time the smaller model 3DS, the one that was first introduced, the layer cake design, slowly disappeared from retailers. You, mm-hmm. In all of the advertising, if you go to Target right now, at least last time I went to Target, which was about a week ago, looking for Rosalina. Um, they had the 2DS. He totally missed that. <laughs> and they had the 3DS Excel. And that's it. Yep. It's been quietly phased away. And the 2DS sort of became that cheaper replacement. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Like I, I first thought it was strategy that the large th- new 3DS would replace the 3DS XL. And so you're replacing one SKU with the next. You know, it's a, a simple value proposition for a retailer. You know, you don't have to add on more shelf space. You're just replacing a SKU. And then the budget unit is the small one, the old yeah. small one. Rather than replacing it with a more expensive newer unit, you're actually going budget now with a small one. But that's not what's happening. It's a, it's really, really odd. Um, what makes it super odd, of course, is that in the UK, you can buy the small one. Yeah. And in Australia, you can buy the small one. And well, so, like, the small one, to me, seems like it's it's a device designed to carry around with you, and you change the face plates. It's like a fashion, you know, it's almost yeah. like a fashion accessory, It, it is what Game Boy Micro wasn't. Game Boy yeah. Micro was marketed as a fashion statement. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, there oh, were shots swappable. Pulling it out of their weird little coin pocket in yeah, the jeans. Uh-huh. Well, and they had face plates for that, too, ironically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of them. But yeah. on the flip side, I mean, from... I after the initial shock, I'm like, really? They're doing that? I was like, all right, well, that makes the decision easier for me, right? Yeah. Like, I'm fine now buying the same size unit. Uh, weirdly, you know, like my last one was the Zelda one, and then the new one is the Majora's Mask one, which I don't think looks as good as the I don't old think it Zelda design. Yeah. I, to me, Majora's Mask. I'm sorry, it's a dark game. If there are colors that I associate with that franchise, it's purple and crazy black green and, and blue. black and yeah. like the crazy orange on the on the mask, mm-hmm. not gold. And okay. so that, even though I'm a huge Zelda fan, that's not the one I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered the Monster Hunter. Good edition. choice. Yeah. Good game. Because it, it's silver and cool looking. And, yeah. No, absolutely. And hairy. Yeah, weirdly. this is a this is a weird spot to be mm-hmm. in. Uh, also, factor into just putting this out there is maybe another reason why Nintendo backed away from this in America. But it doesn't make sense for them. To, I I feel like NOE is taking a lot more chances with their market. You'll see more limited editions over there. You'll see, for example, the Majora's Mask. System comes with the game over mm-hmm. there. Doesn't come with the game over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that happens, also it makes 
it kind of makes Nintendo of America look bad for the most part, whether they want yeah. to admit that or not. And maybe that's not their decision, but it's something that is is part of the conversation on the internet. People are talking about that. But um, I wish there was a little bit more just consistency. More of a, no, not. I wish there was more information. Like I would have yeah. loved to hear from Nintendo well, what the reasons are. Is it like yeah, is it sure. difficult to have that many SKUs? Well, is let me it, present. You this. can't make enough. Yeah. You know what is the it? first week these two systems came out in Japan. The XL model outsold the smaller one two to one. Yep. But but big but here's here's the caveat. Was it because Monster Hunter came bundled with it? Uh, you know. Yeah. Was Monster Hunter? Uh, it came bundled with the XL model. There were uh, XL bundle. I think that was the only XL bundle at launch. But still, or was it just that people preferred the larger screen? Is are are the faceplates even selling that well in Japan? Like I don't know. I think it's racist. They think Americans only like big things. And I think so too. It's like they, to go with our cheeseburgers yeah. and giant cooks. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're joking, but we cle- we clearly don't yeah. know why. But okay, let's let's then so, transition to. So that's a negative. I mean, the positive is. It's a cool machine. It is a cool machine, yeah. and, and it's definitely something that I mean I've been playing for months, and I, the 3D is better, and you know the battery life is slightly better, and the smaller one is more convenient for right now for me. Like the larger one, my one negative with it is it's glossy, and it's the mm-hmm. fingerprint magnet that you didn't. It is. You know, it's it's like having a Vita again. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm carrying this around and I get fingerprints all over the place. But let's transition. It's let's good if somebody steals it though, so you can have forensics do like. <laughs> there you go. Let's transition to something a little different, and maybe this is still negative, and I hope it's not, but we'll see where this goes. Do you believe the smaller model will make its way to the U.S.? So I think yes. It just seems really odd to not bring this out, even if it comes out as a special edition later. It's just such a weird. It just seems unbelievable that that wouldn't be an option for U.S. consumers and Canadian consumers. Don't you yeah. think it's so no, it's, weird? It's bizarre. Like, it makes the, no sense. I mean, the entire, the entire Nintendo handheld line now is utterly confusing and bizarre mm-hmm. and it's just I like I love them I love playing games on them but I think that this is like it's it, it's a weird it, it's just a very strange time to walk into a store and buy one of these I, I always describe it as like it's a it's this train and you don't know when you should get on it you know because it's it, you don't know where it's going to stop and where they're going to kick you off and you have to get you're going to buy a new ticket to something else it's very confusing to me that if you walk into a store right now there's a 2ds there's a 3ds there's a 3ds xl and there's a new 3ds xl yep. and in other other places there's a new 3ds that isn't any of those other things i just named yep. it's just incredibly confusing um and that the new one doesn't play or plays games that the old ones don't in some ways, but also sort of enhance the old ones in in in, in ways too. Um, and yes, I buy them, but I'm getting more and more like, what's going on? Like, what is the messaging here? Who's like, who's who is the the single person above all of this that's going? This is this is a great idea. This makes perfect sense. I don't think anybody says this is a great idea. I think they are picking the lesser of two evils. They're, sure. they're saying like, hey, we cannot do the same thing we're doing in this small market in this huge market, and and you know, or you know, retailers are not. It, it doesn't work with retailers the same way. Like, there there must be another well, reason. So let, let me. And so they're picking the the lesser of two evils in the end. I agree, but yeah. I, right. I mean, we only have. We only have one evil to choose mm-hmm. of the new Nintendo 3DS. Mm-hmm. Comes in two colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh-huh. I'm just Very kidding. I'm Both just colors kidding. are pretty evil, too. Yeah. Um, you have children, Pear. How some. how some how uh, how inclined are you? And I feel like I ask you this every time there's one of these revisions that we've been working together for years. How inclined are you to buy a two hundred dollar handheld and just hand it to one of your kids? Nah, they're, they're going to have to wait. I mean, yeah. like the 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 3ds's that they have are perfectly fine. I actually never upgraded them to the XL. You mm-hmm. know? You know, because they there is no kind of forcing element to upgrade yet. Now, no. once you get to a game like Xenoblade, you know, which only runs on the new 3DS, yeah. suddenly there are reasons why you should have this handheld. But right now, it's cosmetic changes that cool. So me, like I control my dollars, I I buy myself something. Oh, but so not course, like of course. Yeah. So hang on, yeah. Brian. Do you think the smaller model is coming here though? I don't know if you've if you've, you've tackled. Well, that. this is sort of what I'm getting at, right? Like I think it has to because I think that there's a market for it, and that there's a for a smaller lesser priced skew is something that you need to have for children this is an all ages device what about the 2ds there's your answer the 2ds doesn't play games that the 3ds the new 3ds can play yeah once that's a reality I yeah hear once you. that's yeah. a reality but, i mean 
But maybe that's Nintendo's calculation. It's not a reality yet. Like it definitely we are, isn't when Xenoblade are, is the only exclusive. It is yeah. an early adopter launch. Remember, it's not launching at Christmas. This is not something their parents are going to know, no. rush out to buy for their kids. There's no reason to own it outside of better camera control and the Amiibo support. But, you know, that's not a new message, I think, to consumers because you have that for the Wii U. And so the early adopters are going to say, yeah, the camera system was kind of a pain in Majora's Mask. I want the, the second stick. And, I, you know, I was so. saying this to Jose earlier that this feels all in all like a like a soft launch it is. of something. This that's is, what I think. So yeah. I have a theory for why it's a soft launch, actually. Okay. At the end of the month is Nintendo's investors meeting. Nintendo... Uh, when they reported their holiday sort of press release where they said, hey, this sold well and software is up and blah, blah, blah. The one thing that was absent from that press release was Nintendo 3DS family sales. Okay. They did not give any indication mm-hmm. of how the market was doing. And when they faced their investors, basically, is there a positive story that they need? They need to spin a positive story for this. Is it that in Europe and in America, now that, j- that the Japanese market on 3DS, new 3DS and new 3DS XL has kicked up those sales, we're expecting the same success in the West. That's a positive story versus, hey, our numbers are down and we didn't mm. launch the one new piece of hardware that we have. Now, I'm not trying Which, to go too hardcore and critical no, on but them, that, but that's, that's what it feels like. That's fine, but that responsibility should not fall squarely on the consumers to feel like they need to go purchase something because it's their only option to purchase something. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, and you want to get your investors happier? Put out two 3DSs and let people choose. And, and sell even are, more. Because there was a lot of people yesterday that did not buy, that did not pre-order the system sure, because they're not interested in it But anymore. you are talking about a company that is trying to work on their profitability right now. They want to make sure that when they face their investors, when they report their financials, that they are making a profit and they are not reporting another loss. Nintendo, what, for the past three, two, two and a half, three years, has been reporting losses each I understand. Quarter. I totally understand that. I totally yeah, understand it just, that. It sucks that if this was the reason this happened, yeah. it's unfortunate. Well, I think they need to work on their messaging frontward facing to their consumers just as much. I think I think it was very odd for – they know who their fans are. They're, I mean, they're people like us, yeah. crazy people, <laughs> passionate, crazy <laughs> old dudes. Stop it. You're making no, and, yourself and, and people of all ages, obviously, and men and women and children, and all, the, all these people. But we've been watching this story for months unfold, and we've been sitting there going, when are we getting information on these new handhelds? And we Finally got it, and what we got was half of the story that everybody else got. Mm. Okay, so I gotta I'm gonna think that, I gotta in think, before I say the smaller one. I just, I, think. I gotta think there's supply chain issues here too, and manufacturing issues because like they go out, they have this big Nintendo Direct event that they planned in, a, ahead of time. They obviously worked with GameStop on an exclusive Monster Hunter model, and mm-hmm. Namco wants to make Monster Hunter big in the West, right? Yeah. And like it not deserves Namco, to be Capcom. Uh, you sorry, Capcom. Capcom nice wants show. to make uh, Monster Hunter big in the West, and, and mm-hmm. that, that franchise deserves it. And then they have Majora's Mask and an exclusive, uh, a great, you know, a, 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 not great. I don't like it. A Majora's Mask themed 3DS. I love the game. Uh, the the <laughs> oh, 3DS. God. Sorry. And that sells out, sells out in 10 minutes on yeah. pre-orders because I don't know what Nintendo's relationship with the, with the supply channel is. It's like Best Buy doesn't have it for pre-order. Target doesn't have it for pre-order. Amazon, you know, has weird issues with Nintendo. Anyway, it doesn't have it for pre-order. You know, we we actually called up Amazon. We're like, when are you going to have it? They're like, uh, maybe in forty-eight hours. Um, but you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of limited, and we're not sure. Can you pre-order so, any of the new Nintendo 3DS models at Amazon yet? No, no. So no. So, so then I don't want to hear about their investors or their no. Or but anything. so there, there there are some. I feel like there's some challenges there. That feels like a botched rollout. If you're making a big deal about a new 3DS coming out and you want that to be a big success, then you gotta have all your your, your ducks in. But a this, row, but this happened. Know? This happened with their Fire Emblem uh, games. This mm-hmm. happened with Amiibo. This is happening all the time now. This has yeah. gotten to the point where. It's it's like that's it, what I'm thinking. There are some issues. There's, so, but it's a, it's a like it shouldn't. It's not a surprise anymore. You know, it's like it's it's happened now seven times. It's in, a surprise again because it happened again. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Like we know the um, amiibo challenges, obviously, yeah. and you know we can talk a little bit about amiibo. There's yeah, we're gonna get to that uh, at some point. You yeah. know, there's some good news too with well, that. I'm just gonna close out all this 3ds yeah. new 3ds talk with one last thing, and I think that I'm not sure if the new ones coming, if the smaller models really? coming. I feel okay. very unsure because I've never seen 
Nintendo launch a product this way. Usually Nintendo goes with the smaller product, and then over the course of months or a year, the larger product the shows up, yeah, the yeah. upgrade shows mm-hmm. up, and for a lot of us, the upgrade has always been the bigger system. Do I think it was wise to only pick one SKU? Absolutely not. Do I think that um, getting the smaller model out the door though is going to happen? I'm just not sh- convinced. Like maybe if they see a reaction to the XL that is below expectations, maybe that'll force them to say, okay, well, clearly we have to get the smaller one out or try and figure out how to entice consumers. There's so many factors this that we just don't know that it's just so puzzling to me. And that's why I like, saw nothing but tweets about this and I just didn't know what to say. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, it just—I've it, it, never seen them do this. The only I, hardware that they ever put out that didn't make it over here was the Game Boy Light, and that yeah. didn't have a second model. Well, it was the, just something the, that didn't the come out. The 6040D and the Wii Lite that didn't Sorry. have Hand the internet held. and all that. They, they, they do that once yeah. in a while, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. do it very, very seldomly though. Yeah. Like, I'm it surprised that they didn't go old-fashioned Nintendo this time around and put out the new 3DS. Let us play with it for two years, and then put out the new 3DS XL. And then I would have bought both of them, and I never would have questioned it for a moment. I would have been like, I, "Yeah, I, that's the natural chain of progression for Nintendo handhelds." Yeah. Instead, they give us the big guy first, and then no sign of the small one ever. So, but you know what? I can sit here and cry all day long. But I went on GameStop.com yesterday, and I put two hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> down, and I pre-ordered. Yeah, you the Monster Hunter or which one? Did you I just get? got the black one. The black, yeah. one? the fingerprint, the gray one. Yeah, fingerprint black. It's gray, it's isn't it? It's new black. Smoke. New black is gray as the new, new black. black. Gray as oh. the new black. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna let's uh, let's recharge your batteries. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about the lineup, what they have for its launch, and then talk about a couple of other things, like what do we want from new Nintendo 3DS exclusives, uh, the new Fire Emblem game, maybe the future of Amiibo, stuff like that. We'll be right back. Brian Altano and Per Schneider. Hello. So, my question for this panel, is it worth buying a new Nintendo 3DS XL at launch? Day one, on February 13th, you are getting the opportunity to buy Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus, what a name, mm-hmm. and maybe a third-person shooter that Nintendo also revealed during the Direct, Ironfall Invasion, which Brian got to play a little bit of. Yep. cool. So I've been playing Majora's Mask. It's pretty amazing. You got to play it. Did I've you play it? Too. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Monster Hunter, also very cool. None of these games are 3DS XL exclusive. Nope. But based off of those, if you had to give someone advice to go buy a day one, would you? Um, I would ask them a few questions. Like, do you own a 3DS already? Yep. And if you do, then probably not. Uh, are you the type of person who uh, owns like a uh, a high-end gaming PC, and every few years you pump a hundred bucks into it, or two hundred, or five hundred, six hundred bucks into it mm-hmm. to uh, get it to run a little faster, get the graphics to look a little better, just after optimize a little better. If you are, if you're one of those persons, uh, people, then. Yeah, I think so. Because th- that's the way I see this. I see this as something that's just like when I'm when I'm on my old 3ds XL and I hit the home button and it lags for 10, 15 seconds mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is slow. Or I'm playing a game and I'm like, man, I really wish this had a second. Or you're loading Smash Brothers. Or I'm loading Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Then I think this is one of those things that like this is probably a good time to upgrade or this is a good time to jump in. But if you're one of those guys that just plays, you know, uh, like a couple casual games on the 2DS or the 3DS or even the 3DS XL, you're not really on it all the time and you're, it's not really one of your dedicated handhelds, then no, I think, you can, I think you can skip it for a while until there's a much more robust library of new 3DS XL specifically exclusive games. Well, that's, right now there isn't. That could be happening in April already, right? Yeah. When or we're Xenoblade... getting our first one in April. Yeah. April 2nd, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Yep. Xenoblade so Chronicles there are no, There's no exclusive games at launch. At launch, but you're getting, of course, the Amiibo functionality, yeah. and they, uh, Nintendo hasn't announced yet whether there will be a pedestal after all to scan the Amiibo. So we, Japan is getting us this summer. Yeah. Uh, the J- Japanese Direct, through a, I believe, through a timeline for that. 
Japan's getting it in the summer. Japan yeah. also got a th- small 3DS, though. Yeah, when so it came maybe out. Maybe there yeah. might not be a pedestal in the U.S. We don't know that, right? Wow. Yeah. I want to assume we're getting that because mm-hmm. they've – I, I want to – think they've promised as much but you know what yeah no i think it has shown up in a direct that that's going to be a thing in 2015 but i could be mm-hmm. fumbling that anyway you were going to make a bigger point i apologize for coming in there well no for, for me it's like first of all if you're the kind of person who has a small current 3ds or a 2ds i think buying the new unit the th- a new 3ds xl mm-hmm. is a good move you know if you've had it for a while and you want to upgrade because it is nice to have the bigger unit um and to you know like especially if your fingers start to hurt, like mm-hmm. my, I had Fire Emblem hand for the longest time, and it's much <laughs> Fire easier. Fire Emblem hand cramps. Yeah, <laughs> much easier to play on the XL. There's no question. That's about the that. name of the new one, by the way. And the subtitle in Japan. The 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 oh, time, it's got a better one than that actually. The time, like the load times, everything, it does make a difference. It's it like does. when you are yeah. upgrading yeah. your iPhone and suddenly you've got the fa- the S or the faster model. I was just you're gonna like, say oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah, it does feel much better. It's very nice. Um, the 3D makes a big difference. If you're somebody who plays your games in 3D, yep. it's the 3D much, ma- so the 3D much makes better a on the new huge one. 3D difference. is excellent. Yeah, like, it may be, the reason, it may yeah. be a reason to turn on 3D again yeah. because like I... All the time, like when you actually when you're in an airplane, like it shakes, yeah. you know, and like it shakes so much that it, you constantly get the blurry and vision. It, it that stutters. Yeah. Well, that's true of commuting yeah. on the train. That's true yeah. of being in the car. I will say it doesn't sound like much. And if you're listening to this and going, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. If this thing shows up in a in a demo kiosk at a Target, at a Best Buy, whatever, go slide the 3D slider up and try it. I'm telling you, it is very impressive. It's really how cool. well it holds that image. And this is coming from someone who, when 3DS came out, I was like, oh yeah, I'm all about 3D. And then my eyes got really tired and uh-huh. I was like this I can't do this so I just stopped doing it I guess the uh-huh. amount of focus plus the amount of like how still you had to keep yeah, your yeah. hands yeah. I was just getting headaches all the time I was like this is not worth it mm-hmm. but so this now fixes that, yeah. yeah this fixes that I think I think the iPhone thing you said is incredibly important I mean, like if you're one of those people that you get that text every two years from Verizon mm-hmm. or AT&T hey you're eligible for a new phone like mm-hmm. if you go oh awesome and you go rush and you get one then like, yeah this is for you but this feels like the I don't know if you look at it's like the iPhone 4S or something like that, or mm-hmm. the, you know, it's this the second iPhone it's 5. It's a step, or the, yeah. It's a step, but it's not like a number step. It's not the next 3DS in that way. Yeah. I think I feel like this is a because it doesn't have a brand new OS. It doesn't have like the setup is exactly the same. Like once it's 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 not like when I bought my PS4 and I turned it on, I was like, damn, the operating system of this thing is really cool. It's mm-hmm. very different than the Vita. It's very different than the PS3. Same with the Wii U. Just like go, going through the menus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This once you once you open up the hood and you get in there, it's a 3DS. Yeah, there's nothing different. They they almost tweaked nothing. Mm-hmm. There's really better, no yeah better processor. I mean, you you can make the argument either way. Better processor, uh, C stick. Uh, also, the SD card the is SD very card nice process. and secure in the new one. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you can to... no longer accidentally fall out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that that was a problem before, but uh, yeah, no. Taking off the back fl- faceplate on the uh, or the back plate, I shouldn't say faceplates. RIP the uh, the the bottom casing in order to get to the SD card. Is not as intuitive as prior. <laughs> the Nintendo word you're products. looking for is terrifying. It's very engage. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of yeah. is. Well, so let me put this but in context. It really is a little bit. But at the same time, you basically change your SD card once in the lifespan yeah, of your yeah, machine. You're not right? changing yeah. those SD cards all the time unless you you sort of didn't want to buy a 32 yet and you just went with a 16. But for a system that's trying to push digital purchases, and it does come with a 4 gigabyte card to their credit. I think the 3DS only came with a 2 gig card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, um, in order to get to this micro SD card, because they switched formats, you have to unscrew two screws, which is not – that's the easiest thing in the world to do. But removing the bottom plate, the bottom section is all attached, and it even wraps around the front lip of the system. Yeah. And so when you pull this thing up, mm. you hear a loud crack it, that yeah, is, it is unsettling. <laughs> it's really, really sc- – Thank like, goodness you only have to hear it once. Oh, my God. When you take it off and once when you put and it I back. And I will also mention, you know, the like, yeah, unscrewing screws is easy. If you can't do that, good luck playing video games. But – 
it's 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 a zero zero screwdriver that you need. This is not something that you probably have in your your just set of Phillips heads. It at just home. doesn't feel like Nintendo design. It's a tiny. They are it's tiny little baby screws, and these are the kind of screws that you can wear. You can wear down actually twisting around yeah, a lot. It, it's you basically you want that kit that you can use for glasses. Yep. or mm-hmm. watches sunglasses or something like that. Yeah. Um, Jose okay. luckily had one because he used it to replace his Wii U battery. Like yep. Yeah, I bought a couple yeah, from Japan, a and it comes with the screwdriver. So I just quickly took it off. Because I heard Brian talk about it this morning at the meeting where he's like, this is really unsettling. I was like, mm-hmm. Brian must be yeah. like exaggerating for comedic effect. This can't be that serious. I've been and known I, to do that. And then, and then I unscrewed the, the back and I was like, wow, that was very uncomfortable. Did it all this go This doesn't brrrap. feel – yeah. <laughs> it, it wrapped like Tupperware. <laughs> it was more like a crack. louder. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then, you know, and I got, I got nervous about it. But you guys are right. You only have to do this once. Look, it sounded I, like somebody dropping an ice cube on a cement floor. Whatever. All right. so it I, was totally exaggerated. That was really? exaggeration for comedic I want to pull this back a little bit, though. So your advice is you're going to ask a bunch of uh, questions to ascertain if the person is up for the upgrade. Your advice is if you do have a smaller model and you've always been curious about the XL, this is your time. And then, I mean, look, the the exclusive game, if you care about Xenoblade and comes out in April, why not buy it now? Because then you're going to play Majora's Mask with the superior control scheme. At the same time, could you wait? Of course. There was yeah. nothing wrong with Majora's Mask except 400 little things. But, like, fundamentally, you can play the game with a Z-Target kind of camera oh. switch and all that. Hey, this one's for you. Uh, it also works with the Circle Pad Pro. So if you do have one of those bathtub yeah, attachments. If, if you have a Circle Pad Pro, you're, you've got that GM money. You can go and afford a, a, a new You can't make the joke. Out. That's my yeah. joke. It's, all I'm saying is. Jose says that to me all yeah, the time. All yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to this program. But what I'm saying is there is an alternative for you. If if you think you're being left out of, I can't use the camera. No, if you have this thing lying around, if you played Re- <laughs> Resident Evil Revelations or something, you can use it for this thing. It's not the most convenient portable in the world, but it is comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. I will say that much. I'm not going to defend that. However, I do like that it's there. It's just that tiny, odd little thing that Nintendo is not really screwing you out of it. You just have to do this other thing in order to experience yeah. it, which they're known for doing. Yep. But regardless, I think my advice would be would fall kind of in line with you too because I think I would ask, like, do you need Xenoblade Chronicles 3D? And if you don't, I don't think you have to yet unless you want an XL. Those are the only. That's the only reason I would recommend for someone to, to upgrade right now. Right now, yeah, and and like if you if you've just had it for such a long time, it's nice to get the new new unit, and that, they, you can retain all your digital purchases, right? If you don't know this, you can transfer everything that was on the old model to the new one, um, no problem. Nintendo lifted the restriction of only five times the transfers, right? Like was it five can, or seven? It was five. It was one of the two, yeah. yeah and five. then they lifted that, yeah, not so, so long ago, so you can transfer. Mm-hmm. However, if you do move up to XL and you're like new 3ds xl and you say i don't want this anymore i want to go back to the old one you can't no. once you go forward yeah, to once the you go new back, platform yeah, there is forward, no going back. back on that so mm-hmm. just so, so what you do you do that. with the old system then once you go new black you that's once go you go back. new black you can't go, go back because um, <laughs> i have the, the the link between worlds one with the gold triforce on it. it's beautiful but yeah, i'm going can, to transfer it to my new you can give it to your son I don't have a son. Ryan. I don't have a, why would I name my son so close Ryan? to my name without naming him after oh, me? Oh, the hilarity, though. He's not, I, I don't even it. have a son. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, you I'm not can, giving them that, by the way. So congratulations to like you, It's Twitter. not like the 3S dies when you transfer the digital purchases. Uh, it kind of does. No, it doesn't. You well, it's, still it's, put parts it's more in useful it. for folks who have family Ryan. members. It's a locust shell, basically. It's more useful for friends who have either friends or family members that they want to give it away to. And then you just say, hey, go buy the charger. That's like my hypothetical kid I don't have. I give them to my kids. Okay, so let's move on to happier news or slightly weirder news for us. Nintendo talked about the future of Amiibo during this uh, Nintendo Direct a little bit. Let's talk about a couple things they talked about. First of all, Wave 4 is announced. Wario, Ness, Pac-Man, Lucina, Robin, Charizard. That's going to (laughs) happen in May, I believe. We are all complete. Wave 1 and 2. We have Wave 3 in pre-orders. Rosalina, you two have. In multiple places. Multiple places. You got to diversify your stores. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Or, or, I mean, are you guys excited? I'm kind of. I'm not excited, excited, but I'm terrified too because I was so happy when I bought Pit. Yeah. And I completed my collection, and then I'm looking like at two waves now. I'm like, first of all, I'm still nervous about the the exclusive ones. Like, I who don't have them all pre-ordered. Who do you, you miss? I don't even know anymore. I pre-ordered <laughs> like uh, I pre-ordered some through Japanese importers just mm-hmm. so that I know. 
Okay. Uh, in one through like Toys R Us eBay store or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I okay. love the idea of the just uh, some dude in Japan being like, we have millions of these here. I don't know what these Americans are flipping out about. And we're like, I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> if you want them, we're being silly. If you want them, you pay 30 bucks, you get the Japanese one. You pay 60 bucks, you hate Oh, you yourself. import them from Europe. Yeah, you don't but, have to get it. You know, but no, Japan. totally. But um, no, I'm, I'm a little terrified. I'm a Me little too. worried. And I'm hoping none of them are retailer exclusive. That, so you're still, you're going to continue through Way 4? Are both of you committed yeah, to that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Way 4, all the the end. No, I mean, <laughs> but it's not just Wave Four. Now there's a new set too. That's what I was about to get to. I wanted Brian to finish his ah, point. Ah, this is this is well, this is it. This is when my oh, Amiibo addiction is tested. So right? Super Mario, there is a Super Mario Brothers series, which is it launches the same day as Mario Party Ten, uh, which is March twentieth, and it <clears throat> it's a thing. It's six figures. It's Mario, Luigi, Peach. Bowser, Six figures is what I'm going to end up spending on these days. <laughs> <laughs> and Toad. The Toad Amiibo. Um, See, so, that, that's the mean part. So wait, yeah, there's wait, Toad wait. in that set. So yeah. I need a yeah. Toad because I don't Toad's, have a Toad. Toad's base doesn't match the Smash Brothers Amiibo's base. I'm so mad at that. And so you can't pretend the others don't exist because they're sets. Yep. Because yep. he needs friends. Yeah, he can't he hang friends. out with his Smash Brothers. I'm so friends. mad at that because I go, oh, I need that Toad because yeah. I don't have a Toad. So before, and then my, my Mario already has Smash Brothers data So before on it. we yep. lose our minds, right, time, time. Uh, I almost forgot my point. Let, let's talk about how <laughs> these are better. These are much better designed than the Smash Brothers Amiibo, in my hey, opinion. They mm, don't have man. well. They don't have the silly stands coming right. out of every other place that you didn't want. Well, because these They're were designed all firmly standing on the coin itself. These or were designed that from is. the ground up. The thing is, when they were designing Smash Brothers trophies, nobody said we're going to make these figures. Yeah, that happened after. That's so right. That's why when they were like, "Oh, how about Diddy Kong sits on a, a block of yellow piss?" That didn't. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> Frozen? Is this like? Uh, Wait, it's, you sure yeah. you don't mean Donkey Kong? It's a tropical freeze is what tropical. they call it. <laughs> You're just on a roll today, it's man. banana juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that's okay. terrifying. So. so these guys are actually designed from the ground up. None of them are jumping in the air. They don't have these ice blocks or pea blocks underneath them or anything like that. So that's why they, you know, their designs do look a little more static, yeah. right? They're standing there. Yoshi's like... He's like very dignified. He's like, hey, I'm Yoshi. Like, I actually saw somebody photoshopped a mustache and a top hat on. <laughs> I, I was surprised by Bowser because he looks almost like identical to the Smash pose. And I was yeah, like, wait, super close. why am I buying him twice? I don't understand. But, um, so I'm not buying the. Okay, so Wait. there's a couple reasons to buy the Super Mario. Are you Mario. saying you're not buying those? I those? don't think I'm buying the Super Mario Whoa. Brothers series. And I'm going to tell you why. Wow. Although it is a mega bummer mm. that in order to use any of your Smash Amiibo, you have to delete the data to use it for Mario Party 10. And I think we all saw this coming because. I'm not sure if even on this program we've talked about it, but somewhere along the line, someone did say they only support the right ability for one set of data at a time. That is a limitation of NFC. However, I am slightly disappointed that there isn't a workaround for that. Like, why doesn't, you know, before you abandon your Smash Brothers data, that Smash Brothers can't retain that somehow and then restore it if you wanted it. Yeah. I'm just surprised someone didn't put that thought into it. And maybe it's because it's it's more confusing. Maybe I'm not sure if there was sort of Nintendo's known mm. for really fun UI and having fun with just the notion of you're downloading a game and you're just watching a little box fill up on your 3DS. You know what I mean? Like they, they put thought I, into I, little I have a, I have a solution. Like that. You make a giant amiibo of Lakitu and you call it the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> And you can store all of your Amiibo data in the cloud, uh-huh. and you can go back and get it whenever you want. Yeah, wow. add it and re-edit. Well, so I'm not compelled to buy these uh, because I lose my Smash data. For the record, you hear, you hear, you heard it here. You first. heard it here. I was going to change his mind. I was it going to say 100. What here's are you buying happen. them, Mike, I'm gonna, Brian? No, I'm getting t- <gasps> I'm getting Toad, and that's it. Because the rest of them I don't want. But here's the prediction I'm going to make. Wait. He I'm said he's not buying one. them. You're going to buy buying the whole set. You got that GM money. That's right. That's why. Well, here's my prediction. Jose and I, walk home, we walk home together a lot from, from IGN into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we walk by a Target, and during Amiibo season, which we has been recently. We used to walk recently, in all the time. We would walk <laughs> in. Amiibo season. We would walk in a lot and just go check, just check the inventory. And then when we find What's it, we gonna go, What's going to happen ha, ha, ha. is Jose and I are going to walk in there, and we're going to go, oh, they got the, the Mario party. So yep. I didn't want those, but yeah. Luigi looks cool. Yeah, it's a cool pose. Yeah, I'll just get one. 
And then we'll walk by the next day and be like, guys, you get Mario? Where's, where's Bowser? <laughs> you know what's going to happen is like, oh, Toad is rare. You can't find Toad anywhere. Can you guys find me a Toad? Oh, my God. I found a Toad. I got yep. a Toad. I feel well, so special. I, I need the Toad. I just want I want the base. To, I want all the bases yep. to be black. But Nintendo is giving okay. people a reason to buy Toad because they went out and said the Captain Toad treasure tracker amiibo support, I, at least this was my interpretation of what was shown during the Nintendo Direct, only works with the Toad figure, mm-hmm. which completely caught me off guard. For for a while now, I've been wondering, what are they going to do? Is it going to be certain figures? Is it going to be not going to be certain figures? Is it going to be the whole set like Hyrule Warriors? Just piecemeal, get rewards every day. It'll be fine. Yep. No, it was, hey, uh, Pixel Toad shows up in a stage, and you have to find him hide-and-seek style. But That's what Trinan says in the video. That is its total crack dealer tactics. Yep. Because... You now need one amiibo from a new set of amiibos to unlock something. Yep. And when you have that one, the completionist in you is going to want the rest. And yeah, that's what's going to happen. Well, that's what happened with uh, Mario Kart 8. You yeah. said, you see the stamp book, you're going to want oh, them yeah. all, aren't yeah. you? Totally. Yeah. But you can't, just have, you can't just have one on the shelf with a red base. That's right. All by himself. Oh, man. You can Surrounded have one, by those black bases. That's you can have one Mario Kart 8, like, red cart, uh, whatchamacallit, package for your Wii U games. That doesn't bother you as much. Can you? Yeah. Well, oh. they, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> we didn't have but, a um, choice. No, but there was other good news, too. Morris. Yeah. Is going to come back, right? Yeah. One of something, the... something incredibly funny I noticed yeah. about that shot, by the way. The Marth that they're using in that promo shot to say that there's more Marths are coming has the most bent sword. <laughs> <laughs> it it's did. like a question. Well, that's the only there. one they could find. That's the only one they have. <laughs> they went to all the stores in Seattle. We actually saw the, the what was it, Ike we saw yesterday in Yeah, in we person? saw him in person, yeah. Uh, yeah. I tried to steal it. I got tackled by three security guards. No. So what do, what do we think of the, That's not true. So they, but they the work future of Project Steam, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. The yeah. Fire Emblem characters. Thank you. I actually missed that in my notes. The Fire Emblem characters unlock their equivalents in Codename Steam. Yep. And in a clever use Code. of the Fire Emblem brand, if they die during a mission, you can't revive them until the mission is over and you rescan an amiibo. You have so, to go back at, to Target, buy a brand new amiibo, bring it back, <laughs> scan it again. Or hit reset. So yeah. are we are we are we a little more pleased with the future of amiibo? I feel like a while back we were all sort of questioning, hey, we bought these. Smash Brothers doesn't seem to be the best place for them right now. They just they're cool to have, they're nice figures. But and Mario Kart and these other things just seem very tiny. Well, are so, we feeling better about this? So I'm split. Every, oh, last every, thing, sorry. Ace yeah. Combat uses them too. You can yeah. unlock plane skins. That's right, and that's that's for 3ds. Right? Yes, for 3ds. Um, so every time they uh, they announce functionality for one I own already, I'm like, awesome. That's yeah. added value. Every time they go, here's a brand new set or here's a brand new one that only works for one game. I'm like, everything starts to get split off. I think that the re- I re- think releasing the Mario Party set in the middle of the Smash Brothers set that isn't completed yet is is very confusing to me because now mm. there's going to be two different ty- yeah crackheads <laughs> there's going to be two different types of amiibos in the store at the same time from two different sets and one are, one are going to be from Smash Brothers but they're one. interchangeable you can use them in Smash or you can use them in Mario Party sure yeah. just putting that out there although they are I mean are, are the six that they're putting out five of them are the commons are they they're going to end up like the but, commons today yeah but I, I yeah. like the solution I mean it's like the worst thing that could have happened is that you really want your Mario character for Smash Brothers and now you're forced to buy the exact same model again and so at least you now have the option to buy a different Mario right mm-hmm. and so it's a collectible that's of value and it becomes a toy that's yeah. of value so I actually yeah. like that they did that but I, but, um, I, yeah. but, but I, I just hope that they fix their they, they let people actually buy them because mm-hmm. it's still bad yeah. it's yeah. still bad it, it was partly handled I, I just hope that they can come up with a solution to retain some data like somewhere in either the game itself or somewhere on your Wii U there's just a section that says hey do you want to save this stuff separately somewhere yes Mm. please because I'm going to use this figure for multiple things otherwise you're making people feel like they have to buy these things I don't know if Nintendo really is known for doing that like an Amiibo backup manager or something yeah something the cloud I like the app idea just call it the the Locky 2 idea was fantastic All right, so uh, our next topic um, and this is our last topic, and it's probably going to be the saltiest topic, but I feel like we need to talk about this. Uh, and we're going to take a quick break before we do more when we return.
Montero here with Brian Altano and Per Schneider. And What's our up? last Hello. topic for this episode is a bit of a touchy one, but I really think that we need to talk about this because, guys, it is 2015. Nintendo has their first Direct. They had a bunch of cool announcements. I know we spent most of this program talking about some of the negatives of that. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of positive ones. Stay tuned for next week's Xenoblade, Splatoon. A lot of cool things Fire got shown emblem. off. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. So Why exciting. You- oh, I did promise you we were going to talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about it after this. Um, but you. it is 2015, and during this Direct, the first Nintendo-made cross-buy game is in existence. But cross-buy is still not a thing. Mm. It is so troubling to me that this is a reality we live in. Yeah. It's a two-for-one pack that you're getting. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the game is Donkey Mario. Kong, yeah. uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. Yep. And it is... It, so if you buy it on 3DS, you mm-hmm. get a Wii U copy. If you buy it on Wii U, you get a code for 3DS. And that's great. Let's be fair. Right right from the bat, thank you. That is a smart move. I think that's – I don't know what that says about the quality of that game, and I'm not going to make assumptions, but I am going to mm-hmm. say that is something that when you're trying to promote parity across two systems, fine. Yeah, that's great. a good way to go. But virtual console still exists. Mm-hmm. And we have been buying the same games split across two devices for a while now. And there is still no response to that question. In 2015, I mm-hmm. see that as something wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I, th- I think the, react- the reaction f- from consumers should be to not buy the games anymore because that was it, mine. Is, it is a matter of time until it happens. It will happen. You know, we've been saying that it will happen. For, two, uh, for a year yeah. and a half to two mm-hmm. years. When did, when did you and I interview Reggie? Ooh, last August when 2DS... Was uh, that last Oh, August? no, you're talking about... Uh, well, I talked to him at E3. When did you and I interview when Reggie for I the both, Wind Waker bundle? That was August of last year. August of last year. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's when we asked him face-to-face, like, what's going on with this? When are you working on this? And yeah. they said, you know, we're always working on ways of improving this and gave a sort of nebulous answer that made it sound... It was mm-hmm. vaguely optimistic. Mm-hmm. It sounded like something was in the works. Um, and we still don't have anything. And I think it's because, uh, A, they can just keep making all the money they need to make off of us who buy games twice. <laughs> sure, why not? It's been happening. Um, or, B, I think they're in too deep with with uh, the way they're, these things are already there. Um Plus, they'd have to reach out to third parties and see if they were okay with that. Like, this is – I have probably 25 virtual console games downloaded on my Wii U and maybe 35 downloaded on my 3DS. Mm-hmm. Like, are they addressing each one of those in a case-by-case situation? Say, for instance, they roll out a Band-Aid that finally brings this stuff together? Or, like, I feel like they're in too deep. And what about people who bought these games on the Wii? Like, how far does this go back? Like, I just find it embarrassing if the answer is you have to wait for the next platform. I think that in 2015, this finally has to be addressed. And I'm, and I'm sorry if that seems super negative on an episode where mm. we have been all over the place, yeah. you know, for the most part, in terms of positivity and negativity. But I do feel that in 2015, you can't afford to, do, to not have this anymore. I feel like more and more, anyone who owns both devices doesn't feel like they have an incentive. Someone, of course, would tell me, well, Mario versus Donkey Kong is the first step. This is the first step you should have taken a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. It doesn't feel like the most complex thing to solve, honestly, because it it's, doesn't. in digital rights management, it can't be that difficult to give you the key to the same game across two different platforms. Especially when it's their games. The, I, I think the challenge that they have is just that when you're talking to mainstream consumers, how will they understand that it works for a certain like virtual console game, but it's not going to work for, you know, Donkey Kong Country or, you know, like that's, I think, where it gets a little bit more complicated sure. um, with the ownership question. But for virtual console, it would feel like a no-brainer. Yeah, especially yeah. because it's a, it's a, it's a banner that yeah. people recognize. They know what mm-hmm. they're getting. You're getting classic Nintendo games. And the fact that it appears on both platforms just makes sense. It might be that they're just so trapped in, in their desire to make everything very intuitive. And they're worried that people will not understand why one game, it works with one game but not with another. That said, though, I mean, with this new Donkey Kong, Mario vs. Donkey Kong game, it works with one game and none of the others, right? And yeah. so that is not exactly easier to understand. Sure, and they're talking about you can share games through Miiverse. Like, I'm not yeah. even asking for cloud save functionality. Like, I, I, but maybe I that's what they want to get that. right, right? Yeah. Maybe they want to get it all right. Like, they want it to be a turnkey solution that makes total sense, and maybe that's what's holding this up. Okay, but is I 20- don't, I'm not. I don't share the cynical view that they're just doing this to make money. No, I'm not yeah. in there either, yeah. to be fair, but I think it's a valid argument regardless to be heard. 
But um, Money I will doesn't say, hurt them, right? No, it does not no. hurt. It usually doesn't hurt people. No. So then here's my question to you guys. Does, is this finally awesome. the year? Before we move on to Fire Emblem, is this finally the year where we're going to come back in a year from now and say, yep, Crossbuy was here? I think at E3 it'll be announced. Okay. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm nuts. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I feel like this is my prediction for you. My early E3 prediction okay. is cross-buy will into be that virtual console will be a platform that spans all of their devices. I feel that two years ago we were, and a year ago, we the general populace was way, way, way more vocal about this. And we yelled and we kicked and we screamed. And then we either, you know, reacted with our wallets or we didn't. Um, and we never got a real response. So we stopped asking. <laughs> And I think we're tired. <laughs> and I think they're just going to keep doing what they're doing and they'll keep selling games. And I, I don't think we're going to get a solution to this anytime soon. Yeah, and yeah, that's cynical, but that's, this, is the, this is what I have come to. I think so it's I'm going to come in between both of you on this one. I'm going to say 2015 is the year. I don't know if it's yeah. 83. But I do think that at some point this year, this finally has to be lifted because I think everyone, especially at Nintendo of America, is very aware of this. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I don't know who needs to be convinced, but that needs to happen in 2015, that is a must-happen for you, Nintendo. Yeah. I also think it's great messaging to potential consumers saying, you already own a Wii U, guess what? Your entire library of downloaded you know, 3D, uh, like, virtual um, console, virtual console yeah. games, you can now play on your 3DS if you buy the new that's 3DS. That's a strong message. Right? Yeah. That's a good message. I think maybe looking at the current market, they're like, ah, it's just 10% of our audience that owns both. So you know, that's not the biggest fish that we've got to fry. We really need to focus on having our developers create more software, right? Yeah. More games for people. But for I feel like we're, we're not stuck on the less software track these days. Like even mm-hmm. something that we're not talking about this week, Wii Games on Wii U, is helping to sort of bridge those gaps between software. Now, some people argue, well, why am I paying $10 for something I already own? Well, if you already own it, then you don't have to. But for folks who missed out on some of those games, Galaxy yeah. 2 was a gr- was a fantastic game, but I also feel like it came out in, a, in, in between worlds almost. You can say that the SD era... Mm-hmm. Everyone was kind of done or nearly done by that point. Yep. And that's what Wii was still doing. Yeah. And everyone was really enjoying, you know, what 360 and what yeah. PS3 were doing at that time. And, and when I say, you know, vote with your wallet, it's like, for, for me, like Mario Galaxy 2, if you've never played it and you can get it for 10 bucks on the your first Wii U, week, do it. go for it. There's yeah. no question you should buy that. I'm talking about like a classic game you already own on the Wii U or on the Wii and you're, gonna, you're about to buy it again for your 3DS. I think twice about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. All right. So, lastly, on a more positive note, the latest in the Fire Emblem series was shown for the first time, and I know that Pear was loving every second of it. You know, I spoke to Pear this morning about it, and you know what he tells me? He says... That face on the big monster, that is from Italy. And the vision is, and he, he <laughs> oh, that's all I talk. Oh, hello. And they have feet now. Oh, they and have feet. The, yeah, and he just went hello. through. I was excited whole... about the feet. The feet oh, cool. yeah, That wasn't the first thing I noticed. The first thing I noticed was. Uh, like they started off with a more kind of like CG looking intro. Yeah, trailer, that was right? weird. Like they made it all epic looking. And I was actually expecting a Wii U Fire Emblem just because the art style was so different from uh, Awakening. Well, and Awakening, yeah. it's the same art director. Yeah. Uh, and. Fantastic, excuse me, fantastic yeah. work as far as the art goes oh, and Awakening. So good. So, so good. Yep. But I, I'm actually super happy that it is a portable installment because I don't think I could do Fire Emblem on me a too. console. So yeah. I prefer, I definitely prefer portable Fire Emblem. And that that's coming from someone who started way back on the Famicom with mm-hmm. that franchise, right? Yeah. So, uh, no, it looked really good. And then the CG trailer morphed into the more traditional kind of like 2D anime look. Mm-hmm. And it looked beautiful. New characters, so yep. not, not you know, I was expecting when they said it's when, you, you notice it's Fire Emblem when you see a Pegasus Knight and like some of the, the Was units. that what cued yeah. it off for you? Because oh, yeah, I still yeah. needed a little more time. I wasn't no. sure. I was like, oh, here we go, Pegasus Knight. And then you're like looking at, you're like, ah, get away from the arrows, you But idiot. also a, a very diverse uh, cast of soldiers where you saw like, uh, you know, sort of European looking or conquistador-esque, you know, helmets with versus like Japanese sword fighters and you're seeing just this range of different battles and I'm just like man this must be really good it's a crazy mix of cultures like yeah it looked almost more like Age of Empires or something you Mm -hmm. know at first but then it goes full on anime it has this um, the the boss you're talking about this giant creature he had the mouth of truth which is uh, you know it's a a monument in Mm -hmm. in Rome where if you've seen the classic movie Roman Holiday Audrey Hepburn awesome movie she sticks her hand in there and it's supposed to bite your hand 
standoff when you're telling a lie, and it, of course it doesn't, right? We should take Brian. Um, it's a great movie, but it's uh, so hey. that's actually it's a picture. It's it's thought to be a pagan god, mm-hmm. Oceanus. I, I know you're gonna laugh about the name, right? No, no. I'm like laughing inside. Pagan, I'm trying, to, I'm trying pa- to grow up. Pagan god of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So you know, and you see this big creature there. Instantly, I'm thinking, all right, they got something with like fighting against these colossi or these gods, these pagan gods. He's got the conquistador helmet. Yeah. Well, also look at the transition from overworld to battle. That's, oh, that's improved. Yeah, and then so it goes before it was footage, just like a yeah. screen wipe, and then you're in a 3D sort of setting. This one just sort of focuses in, like the camera sort of spins into the to the location on the map. Everything sort of uh, melts away, at least the side uh, soldiers and whatnot, and you see two character models just pop up, and they go at it. You pick what you're going to do. They run towards each other, which is, you know, the the classic 2D games have that, where they run and they hit each other, Mm -hmm. and then with the last game, it went to this kind of pedestal setup, which Mm -hmm. is kind of more like, you know, it's more stylized combat. They never actually hit each other. But I wonder, do they retain the romance element? Do they keep... uh, The relationship thing has always been a part of Fire Emblem, but I feel like the romance element took it a little further. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah it was Awakening so cool. was a huge step forward because you're actually getting the kids of the characters, mm-hmm. right? And so the matchups were really important and, and everybody had a little bit of a different experience depending on the, the matchup. Exactly. But what they said about this game, and they didn't show anything to that end, yeah, but this what is they said early. was that the choices you make have a much bigger impact in this game. Yes. And so that's the big question, right? Like, do, are they talking about the romance element or are they talking actually about branching paths? Like, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem always had choices. Like, if you play on normal mode and one of your characters dies, you will never hear a line from that character again, which is significant, right? And like, it's sad. all that dialogue from that one character is gone, you know, so, from the rest of the quest. Right now, what we do know, it is going to be released in the summer in Japan, 2015. Mm-hmm. And also, the name in Japan is actually a lot. Uh, more interesting than the one that was given to the West. The West, it was just called the latest in the Fire Emblem series. They didn't want to commit to anything. It's because amazing it's that they can't early. figure that out before they announce stuff. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. understand. I yeah. think sometimes they just kind of show things early. It's, I would presume that's even a fall title, maybe even early January, I would bet. If it's summer in Japan, I don't know how much time they need for localization there. Yeah. How much closer they're going to try and time it. But I will say, the title in Japan is Fire Emblem If. Mm-hmm. That's it. If? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the title. IF? IF. Yeah. Is it like IF dot dot dot? Imagine the possibilities, bro. If. Which to me, I mean, again, it reinforces the concept that if you do something, then something else is going to happen. Yeah. And so it depends on what you do in this quest. Yeah. Which has me super excited. So are you thing. familiar with uh, the manga feat. writer they hired for this, by the way? Shin Kibayashi? So I never read any of his stuff. I, okay. I looked I, I looked. He has up. quite a career. Yeah. yeah. And, he, he's, you know, um, if you're a manga fan, if you're out there and you really like his stories, um, send us an email at nbc at IGN.com. Let us know what you like about his writing. But that they have a professional storyteller involved, again, is great, right? That you you have um, you have someone who actually pays attention to story. Um, makes me really excited yeah. about this game. And the yeah. last one had a pretty good one without him. I'm curious to see what he brings to the table in terms of, you know, sort of helping to flesh out this world. Because yep. the localization, too, on the last one was fantastic oh yeah it was very very well done it was a very wordy game right like it was easy to get annoyed at just the amount of dialogue and kind of like off colors silly quips and stuff but it was really quality stuff and really funny too and i mean you really the characters were so clear to you after that game um no i'm super excited about it it's great they have feet because that was w- such an odd style choice in the last one, you know? Sure. Did You didn't think so? Uh, no, I did. The the stubs were weird, especially when you see someone, like, take a couple steps they as they little, ran forward. You'd be like, little on horse horseback, people, yeah. you wouldn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. You'd just be like, well, that's another uh-huh. day at the office. But, yeah, when they ran up to each other, it was kind of strange. There some, are they, they're traffic cones. <laughs> there, was, there was cool stuff in that game, too, where... There was this kind of almost like the characters were in a spirit world. Did you mm. see that? Right? Like uh, they, the characters touch and then suddenly it's all like blue sparkly ghost stuff. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a part that like if a character dies or yeah. something, they can be in the spirit well, world. Like there are all these possibilities. Yeah. And where if, the fact that uh, if, 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 um, if. <laughs> if in fact that was a dancer during the CG part yeah. too, I wonder just because the dancer class can be kind of a weird class in that game to sort of uh, yeah. to sort of use and wield. Is it more important in this one? Is it more prominent? We don't know. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely a great way to kick off that direct. I mm-hmm. will say that despite everything you've heard this episode, and there's still plenty of other cool things to talk about that unfortunately oh, yeah. we don't 
don't have time for it this week, including Xenoblade, looked good. Xenoblade Chronicles X looked amazing. Splatoon. Splatoon looked really nice. This was the first time I saw Splatoon, and I was actually excited by what I saw. Oh, yeah. So I think it has a tower. Oh, it was great. And I played Destiny. How can I not be Yeah, excited? I was like, this is so Destiny. <laughs> the, the three sub-weapons, like... Uh, I'm I'm hooked. I'm there. Yep. Totally. No, but the customization and whatnot. But let's not spend too much time on that. We do have to go. Thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. You're uh, welcome, Of course, Jose. we are a weekly yeah. show on IGN. Uh, but we are, in fact, not the only podcast on IGN. There are plenty of other shows from Podcast Beyond, which uh, Marty will be taking over very soon, uh, but which still has uh, some of your favorite friends, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller, to Podcast Unlocked with Ryan McCaffrey and Marty. Marty's on every podcast. We need to do something about that. I know. Yeah. Well, we got new, we were hiring new people. Yes, so, we yeah. do. And hopefully yeah. we'll have Max Scoville on very soon to talk about Nintendo with yeah, us. Should. That would be really cool. Um, also, <clears throat> we don't only have podcasts at IGN, do we? We have videos, we have features, we have plenty oh. of cool stuff on the site. Make sure you come over and check it out, www.ign.com. Believe it or not, visiting the site helps keep the lights on, and it does help podcasts like this continue. So do your part. Check out what we make. We actually make cooler stuff when uh, we have more time. <laughs> 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 Lastly, if you have feedback on the show, make sure you email us at mvc at IGN.com. Also, uh, one of the things you can do if you have positive or negative feedback, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. It does help with visibility whether you review the show or not, positively or negatively. I'm saying them wrong on purpose. You did, you did good. <clears throat> you passed through that. Yeah. I don't Try. like the negative ones. I'm yeah. just going to come out and say it right here. Thanks. Yeah, write those in your own notebook and yeah, no, throw send, your notebook in the trash. No, thank no. you for the feedback. Send a lot everything. of people email us, too, with feedback on the show, like stuff that we don't read on the air. Yeah. All of that is super helpful. There were a couple of people uh, suggesting, you know, we're critical on, like, hey, do more of these seg- segments, do more episodes with guests. And, you know, yeah. there are a lot of different viewpoints, so we have to kind of figure out, all right, um, you know, how do we balance the shows? But we'll definitely have more yeah. guests on That's a, That's always a, a thing. Yeah, and we've mm-hmm. been talking about that a lot. Cool. So, lastly, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle, also known as Brat Braps. You can <laughs> find. You should. Why didn't you take that Twitter name? I don't know. Too Got many R's. Have. All right. Too many R's mm-hmm. taken. You can find Per Schneider at Pure IGN. That's P E E R I G N. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, because uh, Ho- Vanilla Jose Otero was taken. Do not harass that man. He's probably nice okay. and has no idea who yeah. I am. Uh, thanks oh, for listening. I've got one more quick thing. What? Tyrone, if you're out there, you wore an IGN t-shirt on, on The Price is the Right. The Price is Right. What? Thank you. NVC at IGN.com. Yes. You rock. Email the us. The engineering team was watching it and shouting the entire time. We must time. find Tyrone. I have a feeling Tyrone <laughs> just like found a t-shirt and like put it one on. And, and, you know, if, if you know IGN, man, just email Did us. he win any money? Yeah, he won a car. What? Yeah, we want to ride in your car, man. We legally own yeah. that car. <laughs> I'm kidding. Keep we your gave car. you the shirt on your back. You will give us a ride in we'll, your car. We'll, say, we'll send you more t-shirts, Tyrone. Man. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot, Tyrone. And for more, uh, check out NBC. Come back. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Eve. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.